Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. Ellie, I'm excited. You're always excited, but what's the reason today? Because I'm so excited about this guest, because we have not had her on once. We haven't had her on twice. We've had her on three times now. It's the wonderful Philippa Perry. Hello. Hello, everybody. Oh. Lady Philippa, welcome. You're very... It's 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 uh, Dr. Lady Philippa. Dr. Lady Philippa, yes. Oh, my goodness. Lady P. And a lot has happened since we last had you with you. The have, well, you finished medical school. I mean, it's been seven long years. You've been up a mountain. Yes, that, well, well, we went to the bottom of a mountain, but it was the biggest mountain in the world, so we feel like that sort of thing. Well, it's, it's quite a mountain to get up to the bottom of that mountain, it isn't is, it? Yes, it is. Um, I was going very, back. very, very impressed with that. I followed you all the way. I, I watched the gig. I oh. was in tears with the effort. I nearly got sympathetic chillblains just watching it incredible did oh. you at any point think I wish I was there with them no, no. <laughs> everyone, everyone says that everyone says that <laughs> no. how cold was it really fucking cold it, you went there so I didn't have to yes um, we're great humanitarians yeah but I think it must be wonderful to have gone there wonderful to have been it was yeah. the most amazing scenery we've ever seen wasn't yeah it? It, did, it did feel like you were in a film like you can't even a, a cold film, a really yeah. cold, the line which smelly, the <laughs> smelly film um, with with frozen piss on the toilet seat. I will never forget that. I've never seen no. frozen piss before. I don't think I need to see it again. Oh, you'd stick on that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh. Oh. But enough about us, Philippa Perry. Let's talk about you, Philippa oh. Perry. What have you been up to, mate? Well, I've just done the grand rock tour of Great Britain, and I've had a whale of a time. I love being on stage and having all the attention. Who knew? Oh, it's pretty nice, isn't yeah. it? It was great. I loved it. You're on this amazing book tour because you've got a new book out. Oh, Philippa. yes, I've got a new book out. Yeah. And it's bloody excellent. Listen to it twice. Thanks very much. It, did it not make sense the first time? No, no, no. I just, I, it was lovely because I listened to it all in one go. And then I went back um, yesterday and listened to it again while I was tidying my house. Wow. It was just like you were you were with me in the room saying wonderful, wise, wise things. It's very calming, isn't it? It it's is. very informative and educational, but I find it just very soothing. Just mm. like, 
oh, yes, we are all fucked up. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, but, you know, not in a way that we can't do anything about. Exactly, yeah, that's, yeah. That, not that's in what a, I yeah. found, yeah, most comforting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I would never want to be in that situation. But it's going to be okay. You don't have to be the bridesmaid at the wedding. I found that one very comforting in, in particular. Oh, yes, that is the, the, the great um, debate whether to go for guilt or resentment. Yes. We've all got something we're dreading doing. Mm. Do we go ahead and do it and feel resentful? Or do we go, nope, I'm not going to do that and feel guilty? Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. It's a really hard one. It's quite shocking. And uh, after you've said you'd be a bridesmaid, and then something like COVID comes along and you have four years before you can do the wedding, and then you realise... I have nothing in common with this person. I don't know any of her friends. And she thinks I shouldn't be introduced to the groom because we won't get on. Do I want to be her bridesmaid? No, I do not. Mm. Well, I wish you'd just WhatsApp me that bit of person. I to put it in a whole book. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so guilt and resentment are sort of like, you know, do I carry on with my lovely life in the south of France or do I go back to Northampton to look after my aged parents? You know, there's these... These are big dilemmas. Yeah. It's quite good to have a formula to look at to think, do I want to go back or am I going to go back and hate them for it? Yeah, and I think that's there's no easy path. I remember when I was doing marriage counselling before before I found out my uh, ex was a colossal cunt, um, I remember the, the marriage counsellor said, well, both, both options of staying together or splitting up are hard. Choose the hard path you want. And he didn't sugarcoat it. He said, there is no easy path going forward. And yeah. as horrible and as confronting as that was, I've, I've sort of taken that now going forward. I'm like, well, which, which path do I want? They're both going to be hard. That's there's a no, really good point. There's no shortcut. Yeah, I think sometimes people go, well, if I do this, I'm going to feel awful or horrible. I go, yes. Mm. You know, we can't feel like everything's lovely all the time. No. Is, is there not a third way? Is there not a way you can go, well, I'm not going to do that thing, but actually I choose not to feel guilty about it? Or You can't not no. choose to feel guilty because guilt is not a, an emotion you have choice about. In fact, you can't choose your emotions. You can choose your relationship to your emotions. You can choose what you do uh, because of your emotions but you cannot choose your emotions. They are the warning lights on the dashboard of life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you cannot stop them coming up. Of course you can take the bulb out, but then if a warning light's coming up on the dashboard, do you really want to take that low petrol bulb out and then see what happens? <laughs> mm. Because our feelings are like our employees making a report for us, and then... We can do what, you know, we can take what they say into consideration. We don't have to do what they say, but we can go, okay, I understand you're frightened. I understand you're frightened, but I'm still going to do this podcast. (laughs) I'm going to feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. So you leave the the bulb in and perhaps take the car to quick fit, which would be your your quick fit in this analogy, obviously, Philippa. <laughs> a therapist is what I'm saying. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You maybe go and talk to someone who can help you. Yeah, if the warning bulb's going on because you're really, really flight- frightened of something, you know, don't bury your head in the sand. Have a look at that fear. What am I really frightened about? Mm. And uh, it, you know, is this out of proportion, or should I take some precautions to make it less frightening? Mm. 
I, I liked it in the in the book about you talking about anger and that anger is okay, especially for a lady. And we're not very good at anger, but I like that you talked about scream into a pillow or or go out and scream at a thing or, or what did you say or a person that you've had consent to scream at <laughs> not just scream at anyone don't just just don't, don't randomly do that but yeah that is something i've had to get better at because i'm an avoider I, uh, i'm, I'm yeah. a massive avoider and i hate conflict and i hate the ick of disappointing anyone or doing anything wrong but then i will do something wrong i am going to do something wrong and i have to get better at feeling sitting with that feeling but um yes going into a forest now and screaming all the worst words has been a very transformational step for me yeah and i I, i'm not i wasn't very good at being angry but now i can sort of allow time to be angry i think with anger is that people tend to think of it it has to be a 10 or a naught so right oh that's okay don't worry too oh i fucking hate you That, that's like naught to ten. Yeah. And I think let us look at all the numbers in between. Mm, right. So yeah. I think the first number, the number one, is no, I won't be doing that. <laughs> it's sort of just a little bit of assertion, for instance, yeah. sort of like, no, we will be leaving at ten, or whatever it is. It's sort yeah. of like this is what it's gonna happen. And you need a little bit of anger to sort of fuel your assertion but you're not angry at someone you're just pretty certain it makes you a little bit more articulate a little tiny little bit of anger I always say Ellie is at her best when she's angry she's so funny and again like you said angry but calm yes 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 yes. angry and shouty no 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 that's that's out of control but no when you've got a little bit of like oh my god you sparkle you're you're incredible (laughs) I was like oh I'm so proud of her when she's angry but when you're at 10 people actually can't hear what you're saying they just hear oh there's a very angry person shouting. They cannot hear mm. the words because you, when you're shouted at like that, you you think, protect, protect, protect. This mm. might get into a harmful, violent situation, and these words are causing me to flutter, and I do not like it. Or you know, the noise is causing me to feel fluttery and scared, and the cortisol's kicked in. So you can't actually hear what they say. But if you go and get all your anger out in the forest, mm. then you come back, and then you can calmly say. I was very angry when I heard you'd been to an orgy without me. Or, or whatever it <laughs> Not is. Not again, Ellie. <laughs> or whatever oh. it is you're angry about. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, how fucking dare you, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, and then if we've, we've got the anger out by writing our journal furiously, so we've gone through three pieces of paper at once or whatever we've done, we then can... We then can talk about it and be heard. Mm. And we, instead of going, you always, we can go, we can, we can remember to use our I statements. So I didn't, I didn't like it when you sold my car without asking me. You know, we can just say quite calmly. And, and in future, what I'd like you to do, you know, yeah. we can do a decent complaint with a recommendation and we can say how we felt and we can make we can make the complaint about us because it is about us. Mm. And if we make it about us, then the other person can actually hear it. So mm. I don't like it when is much better than um, you're a piece of shit and you're I hate a piece you and you're every, you always get everything wrong. Yeah. Yes. So it's, <laughs> I don't like it when you always get everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do Thank some work on this, Ellie. <laughs> Uh, but it's sort of like statement. It's it's sort of like it's not you are irritable. It's I'm irritated when yeah. You know, so don't you are 
then you own it. And then you can use your anger to just motivate you to, mm. to educate the other person as to who you are and what you want. Because that's ultimately what you want. And I think sometimes you get confused with wanting to punish the person and yeah. letting them know that you are so fucked off. But what do you really want? You want change. Yeah. You want you want a better, easier life or you want you want yeah. the behaviours to change. And um, and that that's the other thing that really rang through in your book is about about naming the behaviour and not the person. And that was yeah. like, oh, that's oh, we good. All know, we all know that because we all know that we don't we we say to children, you know, paper is for writing on, walls aren't for writing on. <laughs> we don't go, how dare you scribble all over the wall, you horrible little shit, which yeah. you say in your head, but yeah. you don't say with your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you say in your head. Oh, I suppose four years old is too late for an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take them back. No, oh. no I, I especially love the bit in your book about arguing and different arguing. Oh, styles. the different types. Oh, of yes. Arguing. That, was, that was that was fascinating. As, as yeah. someone who's been in a, a relationship for every twenty years, I found that strangely relevant, Philippa. <laughs> <laughs> so, which are you? I'll give you. A, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a smorgasbord. Yeah. There's the you're right. I'm no. There's the I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. And, they, and then we can turn that up a bit and you're bad, I'm good. Yeah. Then there's the fact tennis. Oh, yes. Oh, I yeah. love that. That was And great. then there's the bicker bicker when you daren't talk about what you need to talk about. So you just criticise them for how they empty the dishwasher. Right. And then there's, what else? There's, there's more than this. There's the, well, there's lobbing missiles at each other that's when fact tennis gets out of hand yes <laughs> and yeah. um, uh, I can't remember them all yeah probably all of those for like a, like a celebrations tub of yeah. terrible argument styles yeah. Yeah. no definitely I definitely recognise the, the goody baddie thing which yeah I mean, I'm I don't good you're bad but yeah. when you're yeah you're yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right and you're doing it wrong and therefore yeah. you must pay some sort of penance yeah. <laughs> I, think, ways. I think the, the takeaway from the argument chapter in the book is rather than aim for victory that's the mistake aim for mutual understanding yeah mm. and I think when we're aiming for victory okay we might win but it's at the expense of someone we love and then they're going to build up resentment and then that's going to erupt again but mutual understanding where you might never be on the same page but you can understand the other person um, you know you're more likely to make allowances for each other then and is it about understanding well, I've, I've found this, that for me, it's about understanding that you don't necessarily have the same arguing styles as the other person. Oh, and that, that's and that the yours isn't one. the right, necessarily the right way it, to do it. That's right, because uh, that was another arguing style, which is we, we, we all have our go-to mode of being when it comes to coping. And the go-to modes are feeling, thinking, doing. So if you're a doer... I'm a doer. I'm a clipboard person. Get the clipboard out. I, 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 I just feel everything. I'm so feeling. Yeah. So <laughs> what's going to happen is you're going to say, you know, Houston, we, we, we've, got a, we've got a problem. And you're going to go, right, you get the clipboard out. So you're thinking and then you're doing. So you, your open door is uh, doors of thinking and doing. You want to go, hang on, I just need to process how I feel about this. Can someone give me a hug? 
yeah, someone give me a hug. I need to process my feelings before I can get into thinking or action. Yeah. And uh, you're thinking, there'll be plenty of time for feeling afterwards. Get on with the thought. But exactly. both say, get up that fucking mountain and do that fucking comedy gig. But, so what you've got to do is just understand there's no right way of approaching it and you've just got different ways of approaching it. Yeah. As, what do you say? You can be right or you can be married. That was that was I need that sort of cro- can you cross stitch yeah. for that me? Ellie's taken up cross stitch. Oh. Oh, I've been doing it for years. That's I've a really good thing it. to do with your anger. All that stabbing very with a needle. soothing. Right. Imagine someone's eyes just beneath the canvas. <laughs> so I'd, I'd be very interested in the very tight texture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've only recently, again, over, after over 20 years, I've only recently realised, because um, it's only recently been explained to me, <laughs> that um, Pete's like... So when often when me and Pete are arguing, or even just discussing something that's difficult... Like, he will just sort of go silent. And I'm, as both of you know, quite a talker. So I will then fill that silence with more of my opinions, thoughts, feelings, facts. And he's actually, it's not that he's ignoring me or not listening to what I'm saying, but he's processing it. Or and a little overwhelmed, even. Yes, or exhausted by the, by yeah. the barrage. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they'll just, I, I, when they, I'll leave a long pause and then there'll just be nothing and I'll be like... It's, it, it's, have you, I've started to say, have you got? It's your turn. Like, what have you got? Yeah, <laughs> you got anything to say? And he's then. I need to. Sometimes he just needs to sort of repeat back to me briefly what I've said. So then I know that he's heard. That he's at least heard it. He doesn't have to agree with it, right? Yeah. This is the great, you know, great tool in argument is when you repeat back what the other. Have I got this right? You say and mm. you go. Yeah. So you think A B C D. Is that, is that what you mean? And then when you're the person that's just said A, B, C, D, it's so nice to hear that back. Mm. And then they go, Mike, they'll go, I'm going to have to just think about that for a bit and see how I feel about it. You know, give it time. Yeah. I think slow things right down is always a good thing for arguing. Slow things like round. If, you, if you're in a real bad temper, go to the forest and come back. And then... Just talk about how you feel. Find out about how they feel. Aim for mutual understanding. With a little bit of repeating back on the way. Because I like the structure of the book. So the book starts with love, which is yeah. lovely. I mean, I've done the book in sort of four sections. And it's I haven't asked the why question so much as the how question. Mm. Because when we ask ourselves, why is it like this? We just come up with a story. Yeah. But if we come up with... How am I like this? Mm. We know what we're doing and then that, that gives us a chance if it's not working for us to change it. So I've got how, how do we love? How do we connect? Then I've got how do we argue? Mm. And then I've got... Um, what have I got after that, uh, um, Ellie? Uh, contentment. Oh, no, that's at the end. That's at the end. Change. How do we change? How do we change? that's so good. How do we love? How do we argue? How do we change? Because quite often, um, we're stuck. We're stuck with the same life that isn't giving us much enough joy. Yeah. So we need to change something. 
And what we always want to change is other people, but that is outside <laughs> of our control. One of our catchphrases as a, as a couple, duo, business associates, is like, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be in the van going, ah, oh, but we just need to do this. Why can't, why can't people just be, you know, like yeah. this or whatever? Yeah, other yeah. people, we've only got the power to change ourselves. Other yeah. people may, ch- may, may change in response to how we change ourselves, but there are no guarantees. So it's how we change and how we cope with change. Because quite often change is thrust upon us like somebody we love dies that makes a massive change Mm. how do we cope with change we lose our job how do we cope with that it's sort of I mean there's only one guarantee in life and that is there will be changes so learning how to adapt and cope with change is important so Mm. we've got how we change yeah and then we've got how we find contentment and I avoid how to be happy because I think happy just puts up the expectations far too high. Mm. If I thought I had to be happy all the time, I'd be miserable. Because yeah. how can you be yeah, when you the can't. fridge breaks down and the man doesn't come to mend the fridge? And it's just, I, I, I try to... That is today's problem. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're in sort of, like, especially when you're in your 40s and 50s, I feel like you're in sort of the traffic jam of life because you've got children you've got menopause you've got aging parents you've got it's tough bodies just going all what, over the place tell like, you what 66 which is what i am it's a breeze parents are dead yeah <laughs> children are now looking after me fucking awesome fantastic brilliant, brilliant. They and can pay. finally uh, worth it yes. finally worth it and i get my pension every month it is amazing oh, don't get my dad started on his freedom pass oh it's changed his life <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, because I, I, I had a great podcast the other day with Jane Fonda, and she said, like, life is in... You did... Jane Fonda came on your podcast. No, I listened to it oh. on another podcast. But she was saying that life is, like, three acts, and she said the second act is kind of exciting. Like, when you sort of... Between, like, 40s and 60s, and then you sort of... You sort of know who you are. You've, you've, done, the, you've yeah. done the sort of... The messy bit in the first act of your life. And um, I kind of... I love... I love this time, and I love yeah. my friends, and I love... You know, it and is you a have still, you, you know, if you're lucky, you've still got at least one parent as well um, yeah. in your fifties. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, not everybody has, but um, that's that's kind of nice as well when you have a good equal relationship rather than a parent-child relationship. I think that's really nice. Yeah, and then you or realize... an employee-employer relationship, <laughs> as in my case. Yeah, you the whole of your dad, it. don't you? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> He keeps threatening to unionise, but uh, he shuts it down. <laughs> no, yeah. we just keep giving him curries and he's yeah. quite happy, actually. But speaking of parents, because I know you've written a lot about, you know, we, we do get these patterns and things and ways of arguing, ways of behaving, ways of talking. We get a lot of that from the situation we grow up in, right? And the yeah. people we sort of model ourselves Absolutely, on, whether yeah. consciously or unconsciously. Um, I know people, especially of an older generation, who uh, don't believe in sort of therapy even if they're very unhappy, very anxious, yeah. very stressed. And they've said to me, well, what's the point? I don't want to dig through, I don't want to dig up the past. I don't yeah. want to dig through what happened to me when I was six. It's too painful and I'm too set in my ways anyway and it's not worth it. What, what, what's your perspective on that? Well, when you don't want to dig up the past because you don't want to look at it, what it tends to be is happening again and again in the present because unless we're aware of it, we take the dynamics from the past and plonk them on the present so for example if for instance when you were growing up uh, the authority figure in your life your mum never believed you and dismissed you you might forever 
be in your life looking for an authority figure to prove wrong and yourself to prove right. Even if they're not wrong, you can twist it so they make them wrong so you don't get on with your female boss, you don't get on with uh, the, a police officer, you don't get on... Because you, you just feel... You're just thinking... Your psyche is saying, this time I'll win. But if you go back to the original pain, if you dare to face those demons from the past, sort of like how you felt when you were a child, when you were unfairly dismissed by this parent or whatever... Um, you can put your anger and upset where it belongs in, a, in the past and you don't have to keep repeating it in the present because that's one of the ways we stay stuck is like when we take the dynamic from the past and plonk it on the present and we don't do that consciously, we do it unconsciously because we think this is what life is because how we were brought up is our blueprint but we don't have to stick to that blueprint Mm. And when we understand that, which we can do through readings, through self-reflection, through talking to people, or through therapy, um, it makes uh, life in the present so much easier. Because yeah. we can actually be in the present. We can react to the present as it's happening, rather than re reacting to the past and putting that on the present, which is not appropriate. Yeah, I like the bit in the book where you say that sometimes if you're behaving like your mum, Nancy, yeah, Grace Nancy. and your husband will say to you, all right, Nance, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, I love how you were like, and, and you used that as a, a sort of marker, a sort of like, yeah. again, a, a little warning like yeah. on the dashboard, because Pete said that to me once about another relative yeah. uh, who's saying you're behaving like that person. Yeah. And I went mad and was really upset and offended because I was like, but I it must have been so hard not to do that behaviour. It must have been so true Exactly, though. but now <coughs> other, I look back at it and went... Well, if it, if it, someone said that it's, to me once about about it's when criticism, Janet, if criticism really hurts, often it means there's a nugget of truth. Yeah, it's mm. true. Yeah, and um, he does. It, he says, <coughs> "Watch it, Nance." To me, when I'm obsessing about small details that don't matter, so I'm putting so much importance on something that doesn't matter, so I don't face up to what is important. So ah. I can be. So my thing will be like. <gasps> Um, our napkins don't match or something like that and like, like, like and treating it like it's like a big disaster oh okay because the thing is I did read that and think I bloody love a set of matching napkins <laughs> I love a matching yeah, napkin yeah of course we like, we like matching napkins but really they're not essential for a happy life no like I do have an alphabetised spice drawer but if someone else puts the spice in the wrong back in the wrong hole it doesn't bother me because I understand that it's a mental thing to want an alphabetizer and that's my problem I'm actually not quite there. jealous of your uh, it is a thing have you seen spices. it will you, will you do mine after oh, I'd love to Very have you got uniform, uniform jars though no they're all right, some in Christmas packet. presents oh no I don't know <laughs> I want uniform jars some are in packets some are from Morrison's some are oh. from Sainsbury's you know it's going to be my, crazy I have spices and in many drawers and oh, <coughs> I kind of like the treasure hunt some some of it's in a top cupboard some of it's in a drawer oh my god this is driving me mad now they all have to be in the same place <laughs> You're the middle way between us, Philip. <laughs> exactly in the middle of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah it. but like, it's, it spices all in different places. I mean, no. All right. But mine, mine, okay. mine are in a line above oh, the, that's nice. above above the cooker. cooker. Yeah. So I can d dip and delve when I'm cooking, oh. tasting something. Oh, I'll add a bit of that, add oh. a bit of that. 
But the trouble is, I've got so many of them that they're too deep. So I have to take my oh. top layer to find the bottom layer. See, but if they were in alphabetical order... Oh. Yeah. Well, I have a pull-out drawer. So you pull the drawer and then you see that they're, all the lids are labelled. <gasps> so then what I like, because then it makes me feel like I'm a wizard. So I've just taken out the things to put in my cauldron. And okay, then should we get Stacey Solomon and that that person Dilly on here? Because yes, they're yes, good please. at that, aren't they're they? They're marvellous. Yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is, it's all right to want napkins to match it's just not okay to make that a sort of life-ending situation if yeah it's not. not not to not to wake up in the middle of the night about it no. and wake up my husband about it and go what should we do about the non-matching napkins no no that's yeah. that's not appropriate right mm. working yeah. working on that that's fine. yeah 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 <laughs> i'm so working on it in fact i've actually got 12 red napkins now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I ordered my turkey in September. Well, the anyway. thing is about having 12 matching napkins like I've now got mm. is that if you're a worrier, it doesn't matter that you've solved that problem. Your worry will just look for another yeah, object yeah, yeah. to find yeah. it. You but if, find... if you're aware that you do that, you can observe yourself having that problem and not get right sucked into it. Yeah. Mm. Once so I've got the napkins, what about the coasters? Yeah. yeah. What about the napkin rings? Better believe not for this brew. You don't have napkin rings at all. They're absolutely disgusting. I don't that, have any napkin rings. That means rings. you're using a napkin twice, and who would do that? Why, why does it mean you're using a napkin twice? Because you're rolling it up and putting it in a ring to use it again. Oh. You just scrunch it up, and then somebody will come along and put them all in the washing machine. Bleach I thought it was just to make them look them. neat on the table at the start of the meal. No, it's, it's so you can Roll. fold up your thing again and use it again. Oh, no. No, we're not doing that. No. Good to say, not savages. No, exactly. <laughs> what's, wrong with, what's wrong with kitchen roll in the middle of the table? Uh, that's not good for the earth. Oh, fair enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, I don't like paper. I like nice, smooth linen. <laughs> but if you want to be no, uh, eco, you can cut up the inner of the kitchen roll. Makes ideal napkin rings. <laughs> Perfect idea. You could paint them gold, couldn't you? Well, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do we get into napkins? I don't know. Soon? It's because we've all turned into nants. Oh, we have. Uh, well, yeah, but I think also, I don't know, the older I get, the more I think it's all right to want nice stuff. It's sort of to work out what makes you happy, even if it's a bit weird or not usually on brand for you, yeah. like cross stitch, like an alphabetized spice drawer. Yeah. I think the trick is not to inflict it on other people, right? Yeah. You can have what makes you happy, but don't say this is the clue to all happiness. Yes. Is, mm. is uh, spices in alphabetical order, but I'm beginning to think it might be. But oh, mate. Ellie, Ellie, Ellie will show you photos after the thing. And also, this is the thing, it's like, um, you know, obviously Ellie and I spend a lot of time together. I'm genuinely happy that she has alphabetical. Like, I, I yeah. relish in the joy that she has, but I know that I can't do that. And I'm, I'm, I... Uh, that's that's a, that's a nice thing when you're in, when you're in many different relationships, I guess, is that finding or getting joy from other people's joy and not saying, "Oh, that means I'm not good exactly. enough because yeah, I, I'm yeah. not alphabetized." Going, yeah. I'm just really happy she's happy, yeah. and I genuinely do not care whether your spouses are. Oh, exactly right. Exactly. You right. will do when uh, your partners both die, and for economy's sake, you have to live together, and. Uh, Oh my god! Oh, we'll all be booking ourselves a trip to Switzerland <laughs> uh, uh, because of the spices, mainly. Yes. No, I don't think we could live together for that reason. No, 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 no. I no, think no. our styles of living are too different. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean I, I 
don't think you're the most amazing person in the world and, and I love you dearly, but I, we couldn't live together. No, no, no. But it's, it's funny. Um, I think I could live with both of you. Oh, I could live with you, Philippa. I your coffee your napkins. <laughs> I'll do the spice drawer. You are on the napkins. We'd be very happy together. It's, it's working dream. <laughs> but, it, but it's sometimes funny when Ellie talks about Pete and and then I think, God, I identify with some of the behaviours of Pete and she's like, oh, why are both my spouses like this? <laughs> and then I've been dating a guy for a year and then I'll be saying to Ellie, I'm like, he separates his whites and he's really neat. And she's like, I think I identify with with your partner. And it's, so I found it really interesting who we're attracted to. Are you telling me you don't separate your whites? Never have, yeah. never. Oh, the other day I washed a pair of velvet pants with a towel and they came out fluffy. The other day she came around mine and Pete had done a whitewash. Mind blown. Absolute mind blown. What I'm just going to have to breathe through this. <laughs> I can't believe what you. What colour is my picture? Other people, Philippa. Come on. Oh, okay. I know, I know. I'm just getting Shall out of it. what colour my brow is? White. White. <laughs> I'm blind. <laughs> okay, I put my bra away now. Okay, okay, right. Fine. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I was, I particularly loved the love chapter in terms of who you gravitate towards oh yes and and our loving styles yeah and because because i came from a really you know 22 years of a really which now i recognize a very very toxic relationship where i was constantly made to feel not good enough constantly yeah. put down and now i'm in a, a loving safe green flag relationship yeah and that's that's taking time to drop my shoulders and going oh no he's not going to leave me today like and I still feel a little needy and yeah. I still but I speak very openly about how I was hurt yeah. and all those sort of things and so that's been a really massive sort of transformation of yeah. sort of letting go like he will be there in the morning he's not going to yeah. hurt me he's not going to tell me I'm a piece of shit sort of thing so that I, you know obviously I think when you're in a particular part of life you'll gravitate towards one bit of the book in particular but yes I was sort of looking at how how I love and how I need to be loved and, yeah. and who I have now found and that and that was interesting but it, it's, it was good to kind of take a step back and not sort of because I'm still in the sort of bluebirds and going no no these are these are all being good signs that yeah. you know communication and waiting and patience and all that sort of stuff but um, I don't know where I'm going with it actually sorry I've just gone off on a rant but um, but I did find it um, comforting the just to sort of know it's going to be okay and even if we weather storms it will still be okay but the thing is you'll be okay yes even if your relationship isn't okay no relationship comes with a guarantee no but you know you've uh, probably betted on a better bet this time yes somebody can feel good without having to make you feel bad yeah so you found someone like that so Mm. that is good that's lovely that's a lovely thing that's a really lovely thing but it doesn't mean to say that um, it'll last forever or it'll always be good she says just making you feel insecure (laughs) can we talk about your other job Philippa as the agony aunt for the observer which I read every week every week I read the problem and go oh that's so naughty and then I read your answer and I go oh that's what I would have said if only I'd thought of it (laughs) I would never have thought of that I always go for the naughtiest problem in the post bag that week Mm. how many do you get a week it can vary from about 20 to about 100. Not wow. that many, really. Mm. I mean, it's an awful lot of email to deal with, and I can't always answer them all if I've got a particularly full post bag. I try to, but it doesn't always happen if I'm on tour or something. Um, 
I'll go for the nottiest one. I'll go for Sorry. the nottiest one, yeah, because I think if I find it difficult, then people are going to want to know the answer. Mm. So that means I have to sort of do some research or talk to a supervisor or, um, you know, get some more heads on it. Mm. So it is quite a big job, but it's a job I really enjoy. Yeah. Do you ever read a letter and just think, well, this person's completely in the wrong, you know, this, or this, they're completely off base with... Never use the word completely. Right. So it would be like, I think this person's got a little blind spot about how they impact other people. That's mm. quite often how I think, especially when it thinks something like, I'm, I'm answering one at the moment, which is, uh, my sister won't talk to me anymore. We had an argument, but it was absolutely nothing. And she says I was aggressive and bullying. But somebody else was there, and they say I wasn't. I go, oh my god, oh, this is classic. Oh, this is classic. Oh. And I is just from think, my brother. <laughs> I just think. I just think um, um, she experienced it differently to what you and your friend did. And wow, getting witnesses to back you up—that's not annoying at all. Mm. You know, it's sort of like oh. So you know, sometimes it's glaringly obvious where the blind spot is, and I think readers really enjoy those mm. because they go, "Ah, spotted it!" Before I, you know, spot mm. it in my answer below. So I think they like that. So what is your answer gonna gonna be? Oh, for that one, that um, well, it's siblings. So there's the sibling rivalry roles, and there's the always imagining someone is the same as they were when they're 16, but now they're 62. And that is pretty annoying if, yeah. if you're the 62-year-old and being treated like a 16-year-old. And there's the you're right, I'm wrong thing, which never solved anything. Yeah. So then we have to aim for the mutual understanding. And then there's the you didn't intend to be aggressive and bullying, but she has asked you to apologise for being aggressive and bullying. And if you want your relationship to continue, and she doesn't, but you do... You have to say, I'm sorry I made you feel like I was aggressive, that you were bullied. I'm sorry mm. that, that, you know, I had that effect on you. Mm. Which is not quite the same as same saying, I'm sorry I bullied you, mm. but I'm sorry I had that effect on you mm. because he did. Or I'm what? sorry I behaved like that, but you did this, this and this, which is how I got to that point. No, I don't, don't say that. Yeah. Don't do the but. Yeah, that's, that's, <coughs> that's yeah. what you don't do. Yeah, it's, you made it's me sort do of, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, it's sort of like, um, I understand we had different experiences of the same event, and you felt like this, and I didn't validate that feeling of you, and that was really crazy-making and horrible of me. You know, mm. that's all he has to bloody say. Mm. Mm. But what will he? But will he? Well, this Probably is it. Not. When do you know maybe you should just walk away from a relationship, even a family relationship? When, when, at what point do you go, this is causing me so much pain or stress or whatever I think it is, it's the not point, worth it. I think the point is, is when all the impact of the relationship goes one way. So what you want to aim for in relationships is mutual impact when we each impact and influence each other mm. if you think you're just talking to a wall of teflon and nothing sticks it's a very unrewarding relationship to be in when you cannot affect the other person nothing you say makes any difference we all want to affect each other in a you know good way the people we like are the people we feel good with when we're with them and so um this sister obviously does not feel good with this brother and I think if you always feel bad with someone and if you can't affect them 
and they always make you feel shit, I think it might be time to walk away after you've, you know, you've aimed for mutual understanding and it hasn't happened and it's crazy making. Walk away. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because there's always that sort of thing, oh, life's too short to fall out with your family. But if that is toxic and poisonous and every time you even think of them you feel sick, surely it's not worth... If you don't enjoy who you are when you're with them Mm. and, you know, like maybe you're tense or or feel sick or whatever it is, or feel crazy, and you've tried to make an impact on them to change it and they are made out of Teflon, walk away. I think the short answer is, if they are made out of Teflon, walk away. Oh, it's very, very moving. It's very mm. profound. Thank you, Philippa. You're welcome. Spoiler, though, if you call them, obviously now people aren't going to buy the Observer, so that's <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, in terms of, the, you know, you've been a psychotherapist, what, 20, 20 yeah. old? But, but I've been qualified for 30 years. Yeah. I only practised for 20 because I haven't practised um, recently. Yes, because I was going to ask about the difference between, you know, sitting in, in front of someone and, and what you've learnt from the observer. Oh, or, or, it's, or what it's, you love so, about it. it's so different mm. because when you're working with someone face to face, they are the star. Mm. They have to have the ideas. You have you've been on loads of journeys before, but you've never been on their journey. Yeah. And so you're an experienced guide, but this is new territory for both of you. Mm. And um, the idea is that with your guidance, they make the connections. They have the ideas because if they have it, they embody it. If you tell them they might not be able to hear it or might not be able to hear it for years. Mm. I mean, you can tell them, but it sort of doesn't really work. Mm. Um, You know, you're in a first session with a new client and you might listen to them or for a a couple of new sessions and you think, okay, after hearing you for 
two sessions. I think the issues you may need to work on are this, this, and this. And but when you've got um, when somebody writes to you in in a column, you just go, "That's the problem, and that's what you need to solve." And then I can think, "Bish bash bosh, done that." Yeah. And all I've done in them probably is plant a seed. Mm. Sometimes they might have an aha moment, but more often than not, they probably don't. What is interesting and what helps another person, whether um, they're writing to me or I'm with them, is that I have heard them and I have seen them. Mm. Like I had one, and I think I wrote about this in the book, I had one guy write to me saying, well, by the time you get this email, I will have killed myself. <gasps> and because oh, um, I'm sending it with a de- schedule send. Anyway, I <clears throat> was happened to be on my computer when that one popped up. So I replied to it straight away. And I said, you know, I'm sorry you're suicidal. Please contact the Samaritan straight away. Here is the number. You know, it's not much else I can do. I can't physically run around to every suicidal person that writes mm. in and so um, I got an email straight back he said damn I got the scheduled scan- the scheduled send or muddled up um, and I, I I got your email and um, it's you know now I know somebody's there um, it, it makes it makes a difference gosh and that's incredible and he wrote to me later and said, I found a window latch to mend. And that sort of gave my life a sort of purpose and meaning. And then he wrote to me again and told me to go to the doctors. So I went to the doctors. And then, he, you know, he's got... I, I tell them, you know, <coughs> say about the plan, say what, what happened. And <coughs> he never did go to the Samaritans. So it wasn't what I said in the advice. It was just that I said something. Mm. And it was a very short email and it stopped him killing himself. And he was going to do it. It's the fact that you're there. People um, <clears throat> quite often ask me, what do you say if, you know, what do you say if somebody's spouse has died? What do you say to them? And I go, it's not what you say. It's you don't have, you can't fix it. Mm. You're just there. That's yeah. what's good. You're just there. Mm. And it, don't, tell, don't ask me what sort of lasagna to bring round. Just bring round a lasagna, you know. Yeah. It or a stew or something. Just, it's not what you say. It's just that you're there and you're interested, mm. and you care. And it's not what you say. People are saying, "What's the right thing to say when?" And the other thing which I don't like is when people have been hurt or whatever, and they say, "What not to say to her." And I just think, come on, people are there, and they've just, they've just written a what to, they've just read a what to say thing in a ma- magazine article, and they're just trying to get it right. Yeah, and we've all said things that we regret or things that I think. How can I get it right for you? You can't get it right for someone who's bereaved or is hurting a lot. Yeah. So you're just there. Mm. Yeah, because I think, you know, when they say. When you're silent, you're saying something, aren't you? If you're if you if you're not turning up for a friend, or your friend just wants to know you're thinking of them, you yeah. don't have to have poetry or the right, you know, and all that sort of if thing. If someone's bereaved, they might be irritated by absolutely everything. So you say, "What can I do for you?" They might go, "That's really irritating to ask that because <laughs> yeah. they're angry and they need someone to be angry with, and it might as well be you." Yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's just yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do. I do like there's a you know that when they talk about how you talk about with your couples, uh, you know, your partner, where you say, um, "I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want advice. I just want a cuddle." Yeah, I just want to be heard. I just yeah. want to be listened to. Mm. You don't have to fix me because some yeah. people feel like when someone tells them a problem, you you have to fix it. A lot of the problems I get in the Observer are unfixable. I mm. go. I'm sorry that has happened to you, mm. and I'm not going to say time is a great healer because sometimes it isn't. Mm. That's that's really good. But you know, it's just the someone there thing that matters. Mm. Well, it's, it's so nice that you're here now, Philippa. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I you. love you too. Uh, we love you. Lovely personalised therapy session. <laughs> We're not paying you. Um, no, it's been. <laughs> but now we've we've received some great life advice and wisdom why don't we bring the tone down Helen yes let's cheapen it uh, let's yeah. change it up with some scummy mummy confessions oh fantastic I'm, I'm <laughs> here for this excellent who wants to go first yes I, I would like to say it was really lovely coming back I had nine days away from my children and I just really missed them you know and it was really nice to be home and then um, just before I went to bed I went to Lou and and the toilet was blocked with an enormous poo and I just thought that's a lovely lovely gift Welcome to come home. back to yeah. and, and, and no, I, no gift greater than a child's poo oh massive think. absolutely massive well, and I said so who did this enormous shit and no one no one no one ended up Helen owed up was to it was it you you know, I it know could have been. It could I, have I been. know when you've been away, things can back up. Really, bit. after and a then, long flight. And yeah. then when you're relaxed and you're home, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So might, that was, might not go down the U-bend first flush. That was the welcome gift. That's the thing about te- teenagers. They're just bigger. Everything is bigger. They eat more. They're bigger. Their clothes are enormous. Every, then they block the toilet. So, you know. Wow. I, I mean, nappies were bad, but that was that was something else. As a, as did a, you have to cut it up with scissors or anything? No, I've got now got a plunger, a, a terrible massive oh, plunger that I had right. to. So that that is, I, I, in terms of lowering the tone, that was uh, that was my sort of. You know, you romanticise your children when you've had a bit of time away, and I thought, I love being a mum. I can't wait to hear their stories and. And uh, no, that was that. That is what greeted me when I came back. So that was lovely. Thank you, kids. Yeah. So I don't know who did it, but I had to clean it up. Right. Yeah. I've got an, I've got a confession, and this is a confession from an older mother. Um, uh, I had a hip replacement uh, this summer, and I needed looking after. And who stepped up to the plate to look after me? My daughter. She came to stay with me for a fortnight because my husband was away for work. And um, I, I said to her afterwards, what was I like to look after? Because I was in quite a lot of pain and I was mm. a bit of a pain in the arse as well. And she said it was all fine except for one thing. I went, oh, why? What, what, what? She went, at one point, uh, when I was doing your washing for you, you said, put it out on the line. And, I, and she said, and I had my work to do I had to look after you. I hadn't really got time to put the washing out on the line. I just wanted to bung it in the dryer. And so I said to you, why do you want it on the line? And you said, because I like looking at it. And I, was, and I said, well, that's not going to happen. And I was apparently really so disgruntled that the poor woman did put the washing up on the line for me. And I was quite happy about that. And uh, I, I said to her later, I can't believe I insisted the washing went up on the line when you had so- <laughs> when you had so much to do (laughs) and so your old mother may be at times impossible and it's quite all right to put a boundary down and not put a washing up on the line when she insists on it Mm. 
And uh, I'm really sorry I did that, Flo, if you're listening. My bad. <laughs> Wait, she chose resentment. Guilt yeah. or resentment? She chose she resentment. Chose, she chose resentment, yeah. So she did put the washing on the line, but she ignored her mother's advice. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She hadn't read the book by then. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I have one. I've been a bit rubbish. Um... Did you anything scummy happen on the week? You went away to went the forest away the weekend. That you were in a nice. hot tub. That's you were in a hot tub with your kids. Was drinking in the hot alcohol. Tub. Yes. Who, who did a week? I drank champagne and I let them eat uh, Audi crisps in the hot tub. Uh, so <laughs> that was great. Yeah, really nice. And uh, one morning while we were away as well. Uh, usually I don't bother with breakfast or I just try and have something healthy I had a jam tart and a Bakewell tart for breakfast oh that's glorious Ellie with a cup of Earl Grey oh my god absolutely marvellous that is not for every day you're making a face I'm making a face because that's what I have every day (laughs) (laughs) oh I love a Bakewell we haven't even said the name of your book we've just gone your book well you know my books have funny titles the one before was called the book you wish your parents had read and your children would be glad that you did Two million bestseller, by the way. And it is brilliant. It's the only parenting book I've read three times. Um, three so million cash- copies, did you say? Two. Two. Oh, exactly. Sorry, right. sorry. Only two million. <laughs> Come on. So I'm hoping for 10 million before much longer, but yeah. <laughs> so obviously I wanted to cash in mm-hmm. on that title. So this one's called The Book You Want Everyone You Love to Read and Maybe a Few You Don't. Excellent. Bloody bloody. And bloody the idea bloody. is it's about relationships. It's sane and sage advice to help you navigate all of your most important relationships. Mm. Whereas the other one was just on children. And this is, this is every relationship. Friends, colleagues, and your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Well, go out and buy it if you haven't already, listener. It's exactly. absolutely excellent. We're on tour, astonishingly, Helen, yet again. Yes, until December 2024. Until one of us dies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow, that sounds yeah, I've got 14 more years to pay off my house, so well, let's get on with it, Gibson. Yes. Um, it's been, yeah, we've had a great tour in 2023, but I'm looking forward to We're actually going somewhere near Manchester. We're going to Stockport, Stockport yes. in, in wow. April, yes. which is very, very exciting. Stockport Plaza is amazing theatre. Tickets to our shows make ideal Christmas gifts, although, they're of course non-refundable uh, we do also have a range of products <laughs> in the shop scummymummies.com didn't we just work out we're making a loss on the mugs again yeah by um, 24p yeah the, the price has just gone up but we haven't put the price of the mugs up so, so every time you buy who's a mug who's the mug Ellie who's the yeah, mug <laughs> you're costing us 24 pence so if you hate us why not buy 20 why not buy 20 mugs uh, yeah. we could do something about it or could we just talk about it oh, that's, that's maybe my... you should just deliver them all by hand yeah I mean that sounds feasible let's Yes, do that. Exactly, pop them in the back of the van. Yes, anyway, scummymummies.com for all of that nonsense. Thank you so much again, Philippa. I always feel enlightened when we've spoken. Oh, honestly, who needs meditation when you've got Philippa Perry? It's (laughs) marvellous. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Naked attractions often on, isn't it? When we get back, to yes, it is. Yes. Always it's always naked, n- not attractive. <laughs> I just can't bear just looking at people's genitals. I want to see their faces. Thanks you do much. eventually. You do eventually, but you have to go past this sort of you can't badly shaved willy first. You cannot tell uh, what someone's like by how droopy their foreskin is. I mean, that's just horrible. Yeah. Would no. that you could, Philippa. Would that you could. Yeah. <laughs> We've all saved ourselves a lot of time. And that'd be another. That'd be another book, wouldn't it? <laughs> Creepy is your foreskin. <laughs>
like a Sharpe dog. Anyway. Oh. oh. oh Helen. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.